beginning of this year, the Lord actually gave us a word for a few people in the congregation that is going to do the restoration. You see, this is the year of restoration. It's not, maybe some people it's in a day, but, but God is busy because He wants to restore His bride. Uh, and because He wants a healed bride, and a bride that's full, that love Him, that enjoy Him, and that's attractive to the world. And that's why God's working in us. That's why, he's, that's why He placed His body around us. So I, yeah, it's a huge privilege to, to share this morning, and it's something that God placed on my heart to, to share, and uh, don't take it lightly if, if, if God actually puts something in your heart to share. So, so my, my theme of this morning, the title, and I thought about it a lot, uh, I want to name it, Becoming More Like Jesus Through Spiritual Fitness. So, so, so that's why, Becoming More Like Jesus Through Spiritual Fitness, and uh, I think the world focuses a lot on physical fitness and, and everything in the world. If you're physically fit and all this, and nothing wrong with that. But, but the spiritual stuff is need so much more uh, and everlasting and a lasting thing for us. And it's making such more detail. Yeah. So, firstly, to, to start, uh, maybe, is to say, what does God, what does the Bible say about your body? I think that's the first thing. Let's start there before we look at. Uh, at uh, spiritual fitness in itself. So the first thing that God says, and that's already in Psalms, Karim, Psalm 139.14, thanks very much. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. In other words, maybe there is to say very well. So it's amazing. So the body is, that's what God says about our body. So it's amazing. So I will give you thanks, O Lord. And we need to give thanks, God, God, give God thanks for for what, how he created us. I think sometimes we, we moan and we complain about how he created us, but give him thanks about how he created you. The second thing is, so is as we look at 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20, uh, no, we can read the verse now, but it says, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So if we read it, do, not, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your body. So, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I think it's, God created us both. He created and He bought us back as well. So, actually, we actually double after double saving. God made us, but He also bought us back after our sin. So, you've actually bought, been bought by us twice. And with that, uh, it's just an amazing thing we need. Uh, to glorify God on a daily basis. Okay. So, as we've seen by part of what we said, thanksgiving, your body is not your own. So we were bought with a price. I think that's the important thing. Uh, it's, uh, you know the price. Jesus Christ gave his life for us. Uh, and uh, this, this, this picture that I've got when I talk about body is not your own, I've seen this thing and I've heard it about, uh, you've got a property. Certain people rent properties, certain people owe properties. If you're renting a property, you can't do a lot of things on a property. You can't go eat down a wall just say, I don't like this wall. You can't, whatever you want to do, so you can't do certain things and just change it. But if you own the property, then you can actually do with that property what you want to, and as you want to make it comfortable for yourself. So who owns us? God owns us. So God can do with, God, we need to allow God to do with our bodies what He wants to do in our bodies. Because we his property, if I can call it that way. So he can renovate and he wants to renovate us. And that's what he's doing. 
by, by doing restoration in, in one's life. That's why uh, he's created people around you to, to, to put, give input in your lives. That's why, yeah, so that's why we renovate us, because he wants us to be full as his bride. Okay. Uh, so I think the one thing that, that, that stands out for me is with intentionality. And, and God wants to, wants to we, we need to intentionally allow him to do it. I think so. That's so intentionally allow God to change our bodies and to change our lives and be involved in our lives. Okay. So just, uh, oh, from here on I want to go and I want to look at the importance of spiritual fitness. I think I don't want to focus on physical fitness. Uh, just I draw a line from physical fitness to spiritual fitness. Uh, so when we start training, anybody of us, I don't know if a lot of you do training or love training, and I know there's people that's, that, that, that love it, but if you start training or running, uh, you do not feel great. A long time, so if you start, and, and I think these people here, yeah, I know these people that are comrades, LZ that are comrades, it's really that ultramarathon, there's a few others as well. But if you start training initially, you don't feel great. You might feel, even feel nauseous. You might feel tired. There's pain in your body. If that next morning you want to get up, you can't get up. It's difficult. Uh, and it's not just when you start. It's even later. If you're competing with something, if you're down the line, and, and like this guy's training for heavy stuff, and even cycling, uh, the guys that cycle, that do these long cycle races, you can be as fit as possible, as, as, as wavy you can be, and fit as most other people. But if you train for something specific that's, that's challenging, you will also still, there will be aches and pains. There will be, and it's not easy and, difficult and easy to do that. A lot of these guys can tell you. Uh, I myself at, at went up to a marathon and longer, but if, you, if we get to that point, sometimes you want to give up. You did all that training and you just want to give up because the pain is just too heavy and it's just too much you want to bear it. Uh, and, and that's this, yeah. But I think the important thing, bless you, so the important thing about it is that somebody training physically on their own, but say for instance now, you're training on your own, but now if I can get somebody to train with me, I can get the Nardis or a radio wave to run with me. It's, it becomes easier. Because then even if I might feel that yet I've got this pain and this morning I'm not going to get up. But I'd rather skip today and after today you skip tomorrow and after tomorrow you skip the next day, etc. So, but if you've got somebody that's already a bit trained and, and, and that can actually motivate you to just take that step and, 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 and say, yes, come on, we'll get through this and we'll get through this pain. Uh, end of the day, if you do that, you can actually get through it and you can get to that point where you fit and which gets easier. So having someone to, to train with you it makes give create consistency in your life. I think a lot of times we have this, this we, we lack consistency and sometimes we try and we try and then we stop because it gets too difficult of, of other stuff still your focus. So having somebody to walk with you and to do that with you create consistency. So the above is also true when, when you run to train to get spiritually fit. I think that's the other important thing. If you have someone to support you in a spiritual fitness journey, running or training next to you, uh, through something like today, we're busy, we've got church, there's people running with us this morning. Uh, community groups is another one. We've got on Wednesday, we've got with the community groups, we've got people want to run with you. Uh, and then the overflow of that is as well. So that's why we sometimes tell people that we oh, want to get you for coffee or want to come and have some lunch with us or dinner or let's eat something. 
because all of that is overflow uh, in that whole process of getting somebody to run next to you and to help you run the spiritual race. And if somebody runs with you in that spiritual race, what happens? The same as with a physical race. You get stronger. Uh, you get more flexible. Uh, and the spiritual endurance that's coming. So you build up a spiritual endurance. You can tell the guys that are doing the longer distances physically. They, they build up endurance to do it. They can't do it from day one. So what we do, the spiritual side, we need to have that people to run with us in all of those ways so that we can get both spiritual endurance to continue running hard for God. So while uh, bodily training is something, is, is of some value, growing in godliness, and I think we can go move to uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7 to 8, uh, value in every way as it tells promise to the present and also life and also for life to come. And I read verse yeah, so, but refuse and avoid in, in, in reverent regions, profane and pure and godless fictions, mere grandmother's tales and silly myths, and express your disapproval of them. Train yourself, and that's where I want to get to. Train yourself toward godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. For physical training is of some value, useful for little, uh, but godliness, spiritual training, is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For the adults promise for a present life and also for a life to come. Why do we need to focus more on, the pres- on, on spiritual training and get spiritually fit? Because it's enough for today. If I can keep that on, it's continuing for, the, for today and for the adults promise for that. It gives us benefit now and then. Okay, so why do we need to get spiritually fit? I think that's a question we need to ask. And there's a lot of reasons maybe. I just want to focus on one uh, in this, uh, if you can get 1 Peter 1 verse 15 to 16 for me. But just as he who has called us is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So important. That's the reason why we need to get spiritually fit. So that we can get more holy and live the life that God wants us to live. And be more like Jesus. Uh, and how he intended us to be. When I actually, uh, earlier this morning, just when we started, I saw these little ones running around in this, this spont- they're just spontaneous in what I do. And I've actually spoken to Andre and I said, but uh, the other Andre here today that's visiting, so I haven't spoken to myself. Uh, so and, and, I, and, and I said, this is the, the big thing of these little ones. This, it, and it's not that we lose that, that excitement and just that, that boldness that the young ones have, but it's, it's almost like we get that, that enemy star, steal that from us. So he put some veil about that, that, that stuff. But we need, to, we need to learn from his young ones. I saw him dancing up front as well. We need to learn and get it, be spontaneous, loving God. Okay. So important things is uh, uh, in your preparation as well. There's preparation to train spiritually. But there's a few important things that I think we need to highlight as well for us. Uh, for us to run that spiritual race uh, just full out. And flat out, and, and that, that otherwise, if we, yeah, so this thing is to, to get it away so they don't hinder us when we try to run the spiritual race. And the first one is Hebrews 12, and you can put on verse 12, oh, 1 and 2, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 for me. So it's starting the first verse. So therefore, then, since we are surrounded by such a so great cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off, throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight. And the sin 
which which are really deftly and cleverly clings to us and entangles us. So that's the first thing we need to do if we want to in a spiritual race. We need to strip off that unnecessary weight. If I've got that weight on me, I'm going to struggle to run. I'm going to get tired if I run uh, very easily. And I won't be as flexible to run because this stuff is all clinging around me. The second thing is, is, as I said, I need to run the race with endurance. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence to the appointed course of the race that is set before us. See, they're talking about persistence. It's not that the spiritual race is not just something that we do. It's a quick one we do and we're done and we've made it. It's a, it's a, it's a race of persistence. And the more we persist, the, the, the more we grow towards Jesus, the more we become like Jesus. And this is our end goal. I think all of us one day want to be, want to be if we stand before God, it's well done, good and faithful servant. That, that, that is what you hear from him. And then the third one is in verse 2. Uh, looking away from all that will distract you, Jesus. So this is the next thing we need to do. First one is to strip off, then we need to run it with endurance, then we need to look away from these, these things that distract us. Uh, and then the next, uh, and to look to Jesus. So when we run, if we also focus on Jesus, if we, like Peter in the boat, when Peter stepped out of the boat, where was his eyes on Jesus? When he fixed his eyes away, what happened? Do you know all the story? He started, started feeling down and said, help me, Lord. So face of looking away from all that distracts so that we can focus on Jesus. And the earth around us, the world around us wants to distract us all the time. Because the more they distract us, the less we can grow towards Jesus. And then the, 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 the next one, uh, we need to present our bodies, which is the next part of that verse. And it's also a first incentive for our benefit, belief. And also the finisher and preparing of the race. For he, for the joy of a pertaining prize, was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at around the right hand of God. So, uh, so the next verse, uh, Romans 1, 12, verse 1 and 2. Appealed, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, in the view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies presenting all your members and, f and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. So we need to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God. And this is basically, like it's a reasonable service. It's not that we excel if we do it. This is the basic stuff we need to do to prepare ourselves for a spiritual race. And then the, the last sort of help that we need to prepare uh, for uh, this race, we found in Titus 2 verse 12, which says, It teaches us to say no to the ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. So we need to train ourselves to renounce and reject this ungodly stuff and the worldly desires that's been thrown us on a daily basis. You're all still with me. Scripture talking. It's not something that I fit for out of my head. And it will be amazing if you look and look at the scriptures. How many, how much talking in the scripture, how much God and, and, and the scripture is about the spiritual fitness part of it. So that's an important thing in our lives. So like physical fitness, uh, we had that comparison does not come naturally. Also spiritual fitness, it's not something that can come naturally. 
So we need to be able to intentional and follow training programs and become, to become more and more like Jesus. So I've identified, firstly, what the, how does a spiritual outfit need to look? Because if we want to run spiritually, we need to have an outfit on that won't, that won't pull us down and won't make it difficult for us to ride, to, to, to run and to, to train spiritually and to run that spiritual race of endurance. So first one and is, is our commitment that we need to commit and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So that's the spiritual key that we need to put on. John 3.16, which you all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So the first qualification that you need to do to be overrun spiritually, that first part of clothing that you need to put on, is you need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Otherwise, you're disqualified. The second one, uh, if it follows in that, I'm not going to do a scripture on it, but it's water baptism. So you need to get water baptized. Because Why do we need to do it? Not because we feel like doing it. God says, if you accept me as Lord and Savior, then you need to be water baptized. It's not a choice. And the third part of that spiritual training outfit, and that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That also does. As soon as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what have Jesus promised? He said that he'll give us the Holy Spirit in his place. So we receive the Holy Spirit. So that's our basic outfit uh, of how we need to, if we want to start training and get spiritually fit. Okay. So how do we, how do we get more spiritually fit? How do we, how we get stronger spiritually? And I've listed 16. I think there could be a lot of stuff. I'm not going to go in detail into each one of them. Otherwise, we have to serve lunch here as well today. Uh, so but, uh, so the, uh, the reason why this spiritual exercise is important, because it will help you to become more spiritually fit, spiritually stronger, uh, your intensity, how regularly and how you do this will determine the level of spiritual fitness. So this is stuff that you all know, that most of the stuff that I'm going to tell you now, which is I see spiritual exercises, is things you know. The question is, how often do you do it? The more you do it, the more spiritually you grow stronger, the more flexible your muscles become, your spiritual muscles. Okay. So the first one I want to call to, and it's something we do, is to read your Bible. It's an important thing, to spend time with God in your Bible. It's one of the, that's just the, second, that's the, the second one, the repentance. We need to repent on a daily basis. It doesn't mean if we've given our life to God that it's done. We don't need to do it again. There will be stuff happening in our lives we need to repent of. The first one, and then we need to recommit, to recommit as well. So this is all the, another spiritual muscle, that, that the way you exercise your spiritual muscle by recommitment to God. Other one we did this morning is praying. And praying for people like we prayed for the sick. So praying as corporately, praying groups, praying individually at home, spending time with God, going on prayer walks if you want to do it. This is how we grow by that. This is another spiritual, spiritual way to get spiritual fit. I don't want praise and worship the way we did this morning. But you don't need to only leave it for a Sunday morning. We need to, we need to constantly praise and worship. Praise and worship is not just always with music. Uh, so praise and worship is another way to, to, to actually build your spiritual muscle. Then exercising spiritual gifts, that's another one. So that's the gift of tongues, that's uh, prophecy, serving, which we've seen this morning as well, uh, giving, it's also a spiritual gift. So all of these spiritual gifts that we read of in uh, Romans 12, uh, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and I beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make decisive dedication of your body, presenting all the members, in fact, we did read it down as well, 
It's living sacrifice, wholly devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, uh, intelligent, rational service of spirit. But if you go a bit further in that, then we start listing the spiritual gifts that we talk about. The other one is what we also, what, what we did this morning, is regular, is regular fellowship. Hebrews uh, 10, 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So it's actually Jesus by way of, of Paul writing here and encouraging us to don't neglect our, our meetings. And then we talk about Sunday meetings. We talk about our Wednesday community meetings. Any meeting where we, it's God, we, we have fellowship to grow and grow our spiritual muscles in that way. Then the other thing is we've mentioned as well is doing coffees together, doing the meals. That's the way you get to in each other. And that's how you build spiritual muscle. Uh, if you run through a few others, living and sharing the gospel is an important one. Uh, communion is another big one but that, that, that's important, spiritual muscle to build. And then a big thing, spiritual equipping and training. Like we saw fort, that, that with 412 and like with the gathering coming up next week. That spiritual training that we get, it's building that spiritual muscle. The more we exposed to God's word, we can build that spiritual muscle or build then we also need to train our thinking because it, I think being in the world, uh, we sometimes think like the world. And this is not like God thinks. So we need to st- focus on, on, on to train our thinking that we try, that, that we think like God wants us to think. Uh, train self-control. That's another one. Self-control is another special muscle. We, we need to, uh, to have self-control by way of f- in, in doing what we said, being uh, don't do, the, do, the, do what we need to do. Self-control is I'm going to not let all this world, all this stuff just subtract me and, and lead me away from where I need to go. Train consistency. We did mention consistency earlier. Consistency is also spiritual muscle. But being consistent in meetings, being consistent. Be a man of your word, a woman of your word. You're saying. Uh, and then steadfastness. It's, uh, it's another, another spiritual exercise we did. We need to train ourselves in that as well. And then uh, the last one I'm going to mention, 1 Timothy 4, verse 6 to 8. If you, point these, if, if you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in the truths of the faith and a good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wise tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness a value of, of all things, holding promise for both the present and life. Again, it's a reiteration of the previous verse that we said. But the important thing is we need to train ourselves to walk with God in every area of your life. Okay, now we've looked at the, the why and the how. I think the important thing now is let's like look at the benefits of being more spiritually fit. I think they asked us crucial benefits, having stronger spiritual muscles. So one is, with, like with spiritual training, the spiritual muscles or muscle groups in your body, you focus more and will develop more and be stronger. If you've seen guys sometimes in the gym, they focus on certain muscles if they're physically. And it, you, grow out of, you can grow out of proportion, and other muscles are maybe not strong, and it's weak. You can't actually use that muscle as you need to use that muscle. Uh, the contrary is also true, as I said, if these muscle groups you don't train, that, that muscles get weak. And that part of your body gets weak if that muscle is weak. And there's people here that, can, that knows a lot more about it than myself to know about it. So we need to train every muscle. Uh, 
every muscle in your body spiritually. Physically, we need to also focus on death training, but spiritually, we need to train every muscle. We've learned about a lot of muscles, a lot of training to, to increase muscle growth so that it can, as a complete body, can be strong. Uh, and also, then, the other benefit of this, your muscles will be more flexible. These guys that are training a lot can tell you the more you train, the flexible your muscles get. And if you get older, then you need that training. Otherwise, that muscles, it, it, it gets at least all their flexibility. So that then, why do we need that flexible muscles? Why would we need muscles that strong? Because if God calls us and he wants us to do certain things, his work that you need to do for him, we need to be ready and that muscles need to be strong enough that we can do it. That God don't have excuse, but this muscle haven't grown, so I can't go and do what you want to do. What need to do. There's actually a big difference then on the other side with, with on the spiritual muscle side. As I said, physically, I can do to my body what I can, and I can train my muscles. But if we're in a corporate body like this, certain of the muscles can need, to, everybody need to train every muscle, but certain of the muscles can be used corporate as well. So we can have one person here that's got a prophetic word, one person here that's praying for somebody else, another person that can, can actually, just, oh, this person needs healing, or there's another body that, yeah, so doing leading worship, etc. So that muscles, we can corporately, it can be accommodated in that way as well. Uh, so that it, it's almost compensating in a corporate way that, that, that certain people may, and that's okay, can probably have a, low, a less stronger muscle in a certain area. But we all need to focus to grow, to grow all that muscles so that we can run fully for God. So just to, I think, to, to get closer to ending and to, to land and to get to a point is uh, a lot of you know Will Marie that was part of, of, of Just Jen. And he always said the one thing that I remind, get reminded that he said is, if you do not feel like worshiping God, uh, continue to worship until you feel like it and enjoy it. If you, if you do not feel like praying, continue praying until you feel like it and enjoy it and, 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 and you don't want to stop. This is actually, actually, if you went to thought about this, what he said, and for me, this is almost, I want to call it spiritual, spiritual training 101, basic stuff. But I want to draw it a little bit further to what he said. So if you do not feel like exercising spiritually, uh, that's praying, worship, etc., etc., and also sometimes train your physical muscles, because there are always, there's also benefits to your physical muscles. We won't focus on that today. Uh, to get spiritually and physically fit, uh, Continue to do so until you, you actually yeah, feel like you don't want to stop. So continue to do that. I think that's that's the that's example. And to enjoy it. Okay. So the health of a soul ultimately doesn't mean that the health of the body is significant or marginal. We just need to find the rhythm between physical and spiritual exercise, becoming physically and spiritually fit for the glory of God. So that our bodies glorify God spiritually, but also physically. I think the important thing. So maybe just before I uh, want to ask you, sort of challenge you of a question, I just want to give example uh, out of myself and Jenny's life. Uh, when we joined Josh Jenner in 2016, we've been part of Josh Jenner for about six years, six years. When we joined Josh Jenner Josh, in 2016, we stepped into a church. It was actually that moved, functioned well. There were leaders in place and people already serving as community leaders and deacons and all of those type of things. So these people were already in place. So what happened with us? Although we loved God and we, we did spend time in the Word, we worshipped when there was worship, all of those, 
what happened to us is that because of people were already in place and you, you know, don't know the people and whatever you do, so you use that as an excuse. So what we did, we became, for, for a period of time, and, and it's sad to say, but we became couch potatoes. We were there, but we were only there for set. We actually just exercised certain muscles. We didn't exercise the others because there was already muscles running there and people already using that muscles. And that's the danger that can happen, is that, that you, you, you walk into something like this. So, but actually, I'm, I'm so thankful for a year ago, just more than a year ago, when we planted this church on this side. Because when God called us here, we definitely heard a call that he wants us here. Uh, and we stepped into the mall, and I'm not sad that we stepped into the mall, because it's a enjoyable journey. Uh, and that more, and we started training muscles, not to our glory, but to God's glory, that muscles that He's given us. To, that, that, but I think the important thing is that we focus. Even though you're in a situation where uh, you say in this church where we are today, oh, I'm a visitor, I've only been here three times or four times, or uh, there's other people already doing certain functions. It's the same excuse we had. Don't let your court be excuse like that. If you're here, you're part of the body. And then you need to train that muscle and make yourself available to train your muscles. There's no muscle more insignificant than another one. Some people think the smaller muscles in the body is, more is, is not significant. But each muscle needs the other one. Each part of the body as you're sitting here needs the other one. And if there's somebody, and Anne's mentioned it earlier, there's people that you need to take breaks and stuff. But if, we, if there's one, little, one of the parts of the body not here on a Sunday, we miss that part. Because that part's got a body, part to play in the body. And so, so, so that's important. So, so just want to encourage you of that. Just, 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 just step out and, and, and start training your spiritual muscles. Start training. You don't see it as insignificant. Because you may be young or whatever it may be. Or you haven't been here for a long time. But step out and start, start exercising it. That spiritual muscles. And I just want to... Uh, read, and that the piece of scripture I want to read, it's a few verses, it's about 12 verses, but I want to, before I ask a question to you, I just want to sort of, I just want to read this part, because this summarizes basically for me, everything that we see today, and it's in 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 15. His, the power, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, for our knowledge of him, who called us by his own glory and goodness. For these, he has given us his very great and precious promises that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in a world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and, uh, and election sure. For, for if, you do not, if you do these things, you will never fall. And you will receive a rich welcome in the eternal kingdom of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So will I always remind you of these things, even though you know them and you are firmly established in, in the truth you now have. 
I think it's a right to refresh your memory as long as I live in a tent of this body. Uh, because I know that I will soon be put aside. As so this summarized everything we said for me. This is just, uh, uh, just amazing how that got by way of what he said here. So I want to summarize and I want to motivate you guys to, to, to use your muscles. Flex your muscles, which your spiritual muscles. Come and use them where you can, but train them. So my question to you today is, do you really desire to live your life becoming more like Jesus? And if you answer, if, uh, you answer oh, with me, yes. Because my mind is yes. Uh, then we need to step out, out of a comfort zone and train ourselves at all costs to be godly. To reflect Jesus well in every area of your lives. And that's what question we need to ask on a daily basis. Do I reflect Jesus well in what I do? What I've done just now, did I reflect Jesus well? We need to choose to get and to stay spiritually fit in, in, in challenging times where we can so easily let this be led astray and fall back to on your default behavior as, as thus losing the first love for Jesus. Because the first, yeah, so let's, let's, let's focus on keeping our first love and growing our first love for Jesus. That's become a deeper and deeper love. So I want to challenge you guys. Actually, maybe first here on the left-hand side. Uh... <laughs> Are you up for a challenge here on the left-hand side? Okay. So, I've, so the challenge is, at, for, for the next 10 days, you know where your spiritual level is. I'm coming back to your side. Eh? The challenge is to, well, to, for you to, to increase your spiritual fitness in the next 10 days by 20%. Are you up for that? So I will test you in two weeks. No, joking. You guys on this side, I haven't forgotten about you, but the same thing for you. I think you need to increase your spiritual fitness by 40%. <laughs> no joking. No joking. Same thing. I want to put the same challenge to your side as well. Let's, uh, are you up for the challenge? Let's, let's focus on it to increase our spiritual fitness by, by 10%. To keep each other accountable. Let's keep each other accountable on it. I can't go and, and can't ask Lee wherever, if we, every one of you, a few but let's focus and, and keep it in mind. And, and by the fact that you're accepting this challenge today, I, I, I want you to make serious, be serious about it and, and, and grow in it. If you grow more than 20%, give you a pat on the shoulder because then you've done better. But, but let's continue growing towards the end of the year. Uh, and some of you may be at 90% already. But I think in the spiritual life, we're not limited to 100%. So you can go past, past 100%. So, so I just want to motivate you with that. Let's, and I want to encourage you, so let's, let's run for God and let's fully. And, and by the year of the end, as we're going closer to the end, a lot of people are tired and stuff physically, etc., etc. And it, their life takes a lot out of us. But, but let's spiritually increase that fitness. Because the more you train, and that people that do physical training will tell that you as well, the more you train, the more your energy levels get. So spiritually the same. So, so let's focus and let's continue pushing to God with this.